Marriage is hard. It's something we go into so excited, but often end up leaving on the back burner. We believe in a 1 Corinthians 13 type of love, one that takes intentionality and purpose. A good marriage is not something that happens by accident. So it's our hope that you leave feeling inspired to have some new topics of conversations with your spouse through listening to our talks here. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jaren. And this is Marriage on Purpose. We want to hear from you. If you have questions, send them in to marriageonpurposepodcast at gmail.com and they will be featured on the beginning of our episodes. All questions will be anonymous. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome, everybody. Hello. We're back at it again. We're here. We actually took a week or so off of recording, so I feel behind. But we're not, because you're an overachiever, so... Yes, yes, yes. We're right on task. That's actually funny. Um, we're about to answer a listener question, and it's funny that you say I'm an overachiever based off of the answer that I have prepared for wow. that question. How did that happen? We'll talk about it. Let's let's get into the question, and okay. I'll tell you what I'll, I had. I'll ask the questions this time. Okay. What personality trait do you wish you had? So my answer that I was thinking of is I wish I was more ambitious. And then you're like, you're an overachiever. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Ambitious in what way? I guess I am an overachiever when it comes to the things that I am in control of and the things that like I'm responsible for. I want to do them at my very best but I'm not ambitious when it comes to like new dreams goals and things that aren't like habits I don't know I don't know I'd say you're pretty ambitious you think I'm ambitious yeah I would think you're ambitious I wish I was more ambitious I wish I like wanted to like (laughs) shoot for the stars go for big dreams not be afraid to like chase risky things like just really ambitious move out of the state and start a new life well like my sister yeah she's she's my oldest sister is who I would describe as ambitious. And I wish I For had some sure. of her ambition. Like, I feel like the complete opposite when it comes to ambition. You have ambition. You are an <laughs> ambitious person. I so. just I just really, like, admire that. That's I wish good. I was more ambitious. Okay, gotcha. What about you? I don't have one prepared. So I'm going to wing it. <laughs> if I could change anything about my personality, let me see... Um, Here's a list of good personality traits if you want. No, thank you. I have my own list of areas I need to work on. I would probably say I need to care a little bit more about like spending time with people. More social? Yeah, more more social, I guess. Yeah, you could say that. When I'm around people, I feel like I can be social and can be friendly, but it's the care of going out of my way to do that. Mm -hmm. Once I'm there, I'm okay, but like, I don't know. I just work all day. And then when I come home, I'm like, I don't, I want to be home. I don't really, even on the weekends, I'm like, I got stuff at home. For okay, sure. Good. We can both work on that. It's just introvert life over here. Yeah. I wish can, I was more social too. We can both work on that then. Yeah. Well, let's dive right into the episode today because we have a lot to cover. Um, if you don't know, we are on a little mini series, our first series ever. And this is part two of our series. We started last week with 
um, the topic of leaving and cleaving, we are talking all about becoming a family unit in this series. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. It is a really good foundation for just beginning the journey of becoming a unit. Uh, But today we are going to tackle the subject of boundaries with (laughs) in-laws. So that will be fun. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to do our best to cover as much as we can. There's so much that we could talk about. Yeah. We could probably and probably will eventually do a whole series on boundaries because they don't just relate to in-laws. There's so much you could cover, but we're going to try to focus in on that topic at hand because it does have to do with being a family unit so last week we left off with leaving and cleaving but we're going to get practical how do you leave and cleave how do we make that work what does that look like i think that both parties the new family the son or daughter that are starting a new family the husband and wife and the mother and father are both responsible for making this work smoothly for making it work smoothly the parents role is to let go they've done their job of raising their child Um, it's time for their child to move on the relationships do still continue after this but the dynamic should change it should now be an adult to an adult friendship um, rather than a parent child relationship the role of the couple is now to depend on each other rather than depending on their parents okay so when either party suffers to do this everyone kind of gets enmeshed in everyone's lives and everyone is affected not good and i think we see this a lot this is where we see a lot of boundaries boundary issues happening maybe one spouse feels like there isn't a boundary problem and the other one feels like we need to set some boundaries i'm not feeling like a priority kind of like what we talked last week and it causes problems you know we've talked a lot about communication and being open with our feelings and being emotionally safe with each other on this podcast a lot and that is all like a precursor like you need to have probably some of those things down i guess not down but like open dialogue about them before you try to start like stepping on people's toes about their parents you know, you need to feel emotionally safe to voice like, hey, yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I think we should set some boundaries. Yeah. Um, and I just want to add in real quick that a lot of what we are covering in this episode is directly from the book Boundaries by Co- copy and paste by <laughs> Dr. Henry Cloud. We are going to riff. I'm going to quote a lot of the book, but we're going to riff and talk about what we think about it. Um, But if this topic interests you, go read that book. It's so good. It's not just about boundaries with in-laws. It's about boundaries in general, but it is so good. If you don't want to read the book, I think I'm going to do my next series on this podcast where I just read each chapter (laughs) to the listener and no commentary or anything. Just read the book. You don't even need our commentary. The words are gold. Gold. I'm just going to read it to you guys. That's probably a good idea. So... I actually want to give a little story in the book real quick okay so you can see where um issues kind of take place so when the family doesn't let go this is kind of what that can look like so the book 
describes that a lot of times in extended family situations, it doesn't look like a boundary problem. A lot of times you can't tell that there's a boundary problem because the family gets along so well. So weird. Everyone's so happy and friendly. So it's not clear that there's any issues. But. And they give this example of this 30-year-old man who hangs out with his mom and dad often. He vacations with them. He drops off laundry. He eats a lot of meals there. Mm. And he is mom and dad's closest confidant, sharing everything with them. Is he married or is he single? I think in this situation, he was single. Okay. I think. I don't even know if it was clear. Um, But it did mention that he hadn't found his career yet. He doesn't have any savings. He doesn't have health insurance. He doesn't really have a plan. Kind of living in mom's basement. For his life. He doesn't live with them. Oh. He just doesn't have a plan for life. You know, he's just kind of living, going through the motions. Nothing really set in stone. But hangs out with mom and dad all the time. They get along so well. So good. On the surface. So well. Everything seems to be fine. But mom and dad are symbolically keeping their adult child from emotionally leaving home. Maybe that's what I was thinking. And this happens a lot. um, Because in these friendly, loving families... It happens often in those types of families because they're so nice. It's hard to leave. It's hard to separate from these families who are so loving and so friendly. And like, you don't want to. They're great, right? But in the psychology world, this is the definition of an enmeshed family. Looks great on the outside, but more often than not, the adult children's other adult relationships, like a spouse or friendships or whatever they might be, usually are a little dysfunctional. They might have commitment issues. Uh, Their finances are typically a problem or credit card debt is a problem or they're behind on their taxes. Their responsibilities they're having a hard time keeping up with. They don't know how to carry their own load because mom and dad always has for them. So you can tell by that story that even though boundaries don't always seem like something we need to work on, a lot of times a lack of boundaries do cause issues, even if on the surface it all looks good. Two things. Number one, know that you can do all this. You can set healthy boundaries all while still honoring and respecting your parents. You don't have to be cold or cruel. I think a lot of people are scared of boundaries. They're scared of setting healthy boundaries because they're worried that it's going to ruin their their relationship with their parents or that they're going to come off mean and they don't want to be a mean person. They want to be a loving person and um, know that you can set boundaries and still honor them. So I think we need to clarify what boundaries are. I think a lot of people are confused on what even is a boundary? What does that mean? What are they? Let me tell you what it is physically. Okay. A boundary could be a physical barrier, obviously like a wall, a fence, something like that. But it also could physically be moving across the country. Like you said, your sister, that is a boundary. Now you have a boundary of space and distance like distance could be a boundary too the boundaries we're mainly talking about though are ones that you set like socially with your family 
Yeah, so if you think about a physical boundary, they are, you know, you think about, it sends this message of where my property line is, what I'm responsible for, and what you are not responsible for. Right. So these physical boundaries, you can see them. It's typically like a lawn. You can tell neighbors across the street that when where whatever their lawn is, that's their property. You can see it between their next door neighbor because their grass is usually cut different. Yeah. You can see the that's the boundary. Some people do have fences or hedges or whatever it might be. It sends this message. This is where my property begins. The owner of the property is legally responsible for what happens on their property. And non-owners are not responsible. So in the same way, the spiritual world, boundaries are still real, but we can't physically see them. So it gets confusing to know where the property line is but they are still real they define where i end and where someone else begins and that gives you a sense of ownership it shows you what you are responsible for it's important to know what you take responsibility for what you own you're responsible for your feelings or your attitudes or your daily responsibilities and just to bring parenting into this, there's a book called Boundaries with Kids by the same author. And this, mm-hmm. you know, what you're talking about with your feelings and how to, you know, work with other people and stuff. That's what we need. That's what we're trying to teach our kids now is like how to have boundaries. Like boundaries isn't just like how me and you, you know, put a fence up between my parents and your parents. It's also how you teach your kids to do the same thing with each other. Yeah. So side note, we'll get on that later. For sure. Yeah, so it's just knowing what am I responsible for and what am I not responsible for. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't own your life and someone else is kind of stepping into your boundary and taking responsibility for your things, your choices are going to become very limited. You're not free. When you have ownership of your life and your responsibilities, you can do with it what you please. But when you allow other people to step over your boundary and get involved in the things that you should be taking ownership of, the things you should be responsible for, and letting other people make those choices for you, that's when you start getting frustrated. You start getting angry with your parents or your whoever it might be. Right now we're talking about in-laws. So when we don't claim our property when we don't clearly define what our boundaries are it's a recipe for confusion and anger and bitterness yeah it's kind of like a missed expectation like you just think things are going to go one way you think your relationships with your parents is going to be similar to how you were growing up but now you have another person so the expectation needs to change that's like that's the boundary conversation where are we going to set boundaries for our new family unit yeah and it can be hard to have that conversation and agree on what should be the things we're responsible for. Where should we let in-laws step in? And hopefully this episode can kind of give you some groundwork to making those decisions. Um, But actually when I was writing this episode, it's funny you mentioned kids, um, I was writing out this episode and you know kids, they try to push boundaries. They don't know them yet. A lot. (laughs) They don't understand boundaries at all. And I was typing this up and I had to deal with a boundary problem in one of my children. So my middle child, Violet, 
so great was trying to get my youngest eli to so go upstairs with her i didn't know it at the time i just was writing this out in the other room and in the living room i am hearing screaming i don't want to just Not like so cute <laughs> like i just hear them fighting and it's getting louder and louder and louder and louder and they're both just screaming bloody murder at don't each you other. love that like your anxiety just like <laughs> yes. increases and increases i'm like hoping they'll solve it crossing my fingers but it's just getting louder and yeah downhill it goes by the second so then all of a sudden of course i hear the little foot stomps running to me looking for me they're both screaming and my youngest comes to me and they explain the situation to me and basically violet wanted eli to go upstairs and he just didn't want to go upstairs and that turned into a screaming match and violet was so upset she that was necessitates just like, screaming by the way what when you command someone to do something and oh. they don't want to do it <laughs> yeah and like, she, but like violet didn't understand like she had her arms crossed she was sad she was like i just want him to go upstairs with me why won't he go upstairs with me you're not the boss honey and <laughs> they were both so mad and upset at each other and it's yeah. so funny because i was like writing about boundaries and i was like here we go so obviously i was like you're in control of your own self you are not in control of Eli's self yeah so when someone says no we have to respect that this is what you are in control of you right here your attitudes your choices your behaviors what you're not in control of Eli's choices Eli's behaviors he's in control of that we don't get to control each other boundaries with kids so let's get into where is our property line? What things should we be responsible for? What things should other people be responsible for? My property line has a cinder block wall 10 feet high and a moat on the other side of it. I'm aware. By I'm the way. gonna... What are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. You got some work to do. <laughs> you got some work to do. I know. So a lot of people, honestly, a lot of Christians have the opposite mindset as you i think oh. maybe you probably saw that growing up and so you have swung to the opposite pendulum swing where you hmm. have created a lot of walls and barriers but in the christian circle we we often see the opposite because we think that we're supposed to lay ourselves down for other people deny ourselves you know be a martyr for other people just yeah that's definitely a christian theme yeah just really even if we have no capacity to give we got to keep giving like that's yeah. what jesus would do you just give 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 um but Which, i don't think a lot of people realize that boundaries are in scripture and after reading the book boundaries i can see it so clearly everywhere in scripture we often think of the bible as like telling us to lay ourselves down for others and like that's it give with zero capacity you're just this faithful servant but the book actually points out in galatians 2 it says carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of christ so then later on in galatians 5 it says each one should carry their own load and it goes on to say that the greek word for burden means excess burdens or burdens that are so heavy they weigh us down um, and these burdens are like boulders they can crush us we cannot carry them on our own and we shouldn't be expected to 
And um, in contrast, the Greek word for load means cargo or the burden of daily toil. And this describes the everyday things that we all need to do. They are possible to carry. We are expected to carry them on our own. We are responsible to deal with our own feelings and attitudes and behaviors and responsibilities that God has given us, even though it takes effort. And I think that scripture so clearly lays out when we should deny ourselves, when we should lay ourselves down for someone else. We are to carry each other's burdens. But I think the scripture can clearly show us when we are to deny ourselves and when we are to take care of our own lawn, our own responsibility. Um, Burdens are hard to bear and denying ourselves to do things for others that they cannot do is showing sacrificial love of Christ. Like the story of the Good Samaritan. He is stepping in and taking care of someone's burden. He's not stepping in and taking care of someone's daily load. He's not taking care and stepping in on someone's daily toil. This responsibility that's difficult, but like you could get up and do it yourself, man. You know, like he is seeing someone who needs help. He cannot do it on his own. That is when we push our needs aside. We're good, we're set, and we step in and take care of someone who is carrying a burden. They're being crushed. They can't do it on their own. And this represents what Christ did for us. He did what we cannot do. He saved us. And this is what it means to be responsible to someone. You lay yourselves down to carry their burden. But it does clearly say that each person should carry their own load. We should carry our own daily responsibilities. And I think that can be this framework of when to set boundaries, where does our property line begin, and just answer some of those questions that kind of become muddled and confusing when talking about boundaries. We have this scripture that clearly lays it out for us. We carry each other's burdens, but we carry our own load. So then, problems arise when people act as if their boulders, the things that are too heavy to carry, are daily loads and they refuse help and we see that a lot people will go on and on and on and refuse help because of whatever this might be and they they won't take help from people and that might be where you are honey (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) where we go through something really hard and we just kind of shelter in and we take care of ourselves and like we don't need help we don't need to reach out for help um but then Mm. the opposite is off also true where people act as if their daily loads are boulders that they shouldn't have to carry and whenever we confuse the two that's when we see a lot of issues all right hold on hold on hold on you just dumped like i know i dumped a lot like an entire book on me and all these people and i can't even think (laughs) or talk or even process what just happened so i'm gonna try to just recap okay good idea okay so you're saying boundaries they're not a bad thing they just kind of need to be managed they're not bad they're not good or bad they just need it's part of life you need to manage these it's kind of the vibe i'm getting from these and there's a couple things that you've mentioned like the property line the boundary marker that's what that is you know you can pay the city to come out and mark your legally owned plot so what that means for us is we have a property line of our social 
our, of our social interaction with other people, our family, work, or with our kids, with our, with our person to other people. Like I have my own boundaries aside from having boundaries with you. But then we have boundaries together. Mm -hmm. Then our family, we have to set those boundaries. Then our extended family, you know, like it just, you can just, you can manage them as far as you want. Um, But mainly you can really only manage what you have, which is mine, you manage yours, we manage ours, and we manage our kids, and we teach our kids. So where this comes, where this becomes a problem is where people overstep the boundary line and they trespass technically is what that is when you go into someone else's property without permission trespassing so yeah. someone trespasses your boundaries or you are trespassing mm-hmm. their boundaries you mm-hmm. know um one way or the other trespassing obviously it's not great we that causes problems yeah so when somebody trespasses over your boundary that's an issue like an in-law let's yeah. say our in-law does that that's the issue or let's say within a marriage i have a boundary with my family that I've grown up in. That's just the one I'm, you know, I need to get out of now. I re- need to restart a new boundary. And you have a boundary with your family. Mm-hmm. Now you, we just, we both came out of the house like that. Mm-hmm. Now we have to create our own property. We move out, literally. Yeah. Wow, that's such a good example. You move away from those and you have a new boundary, a new house, a new property. So you could step on mine if I if I'm trying to do things or if I want to spend time with my with my mom. I go and I have lunch with my mom every Friday and you're kind of like okay that doesn't really work for us that's a boundary that I need to let go of um, and that's where I know that's kind of not exactly what you were talking about but that's like an example like yeah I think we'll get there to practically what are things that okay 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 so we'll not talk about that we'll go to practical things after so so far we have the boundary markers and then you talked about the the load and the bird the load and the burden right yeah that's what it was okay so that's like your responsibilities and then like when something comes in life and you can't handle it like you need help with that thing mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of issues happen because um parents naturally step in because your whole life sure. you've been okay. in a boundary together okay. yeah. right right and parents continue to step into your boundary because that's what they're used to they don't know they don't know what the property line is you can't see spiritual boundaries well you don't even know where it is either because and you, didn't you don't set know it where up. it is you right. haven't talked to your spouse maybe and you and you're it, not sure and that's honestly just a hard conversation to have so parents are stepping in and this is where this is what i said is a breeding ground for resentment and bitterness and you might be feeling bitter towards your in-laws or your parents or whoever it might be and you don't even know why but the thing is they're stepping into that daily load that you are supposed to be carrying on your own yeah that it's it's scriptural you are supposed to be carrying your daily load you can rely on them for friendship of course and for burdens for sure if they're willing to help and they're helpful people that is awesome but it you do get angry and resentful when they do overstep because that's we were created to have boundaries two things too when they overstep it handicaps you in life like when they overstep and try to fix your not burdens but your daily load yeah that you're not managing well let's say it's finances or something like that you know it's different if there's an illness or some loss of a job like you don't those are burdens those aren't daily loads you know if your parents are coming in and stepping in and doing that 
Um, that's not great. But on the second, the second thing I was going to say, on the other side of that coin, your parents might not have learned to set the boundary of you're no longer, I'm no longer responsible for your, for you as a person. I'm, you're, I'm in the friend zone with you now. I'm not parenting you now. You're out of my house. You're married. I can be a mentor maybe and kind of give you some advice if you ask. But I think parents don't set a boundary. Like when their kid moves out, let's say if I'm looking at my property and I have a kid and they move out of my house, they go outside of my boundary and they're in the world. They don't really know what they're doing. It's going to be my inclination to want to reach out and help them. Well, that's what I said in the beginning. It's the parent's job to let go. Yeah. And I think that's an issue too. Right. Because parents don't do that. Right. They want to, you know, guide their kid along. I can't speak really much to that because our oldest kid is seven. So like, I imagine it's going to be hard to like, hey, man, I wish I could just step in and guide you a little bit this way or guide you that way. Yeah. That's why the friendship is so important. Yeah. But when the you, dynamic should change. Yes. Whenever you keep doing the parenting thing instead of the friendship mm-hmm. thing and getting in their business and trying to, you know, push them or help them unwa- yes. unwarranted, then now it's hard to have a friendship so obviously this boundary talk all of this will work more smoothly if both both parties do their role well Uh, if the parents let go well and the couple depends on each other instead of the parents it's going to work really smooth that's that doesn't always happen right it doesn't always happen (laughs) but that is seems like a key like everyone has to be on board with like hey New boundaries are coming down the pipe. We in respect, like you yeah. said, boundaries create respect. Yeah, we all have to agree on that because if the in-laws don't want that, or the parents don't want that, or the kids don't want that, the the parents kick them out and say, "See yeah. you, good luck." And then the kids are like, "No, let me come back home. Let me do that." It goes both ways. Like there's not right. there's not respect there. Yeah. So confusion is caused when you don't know each other's boundary lines. And that is why creating boundaries is so important. It does create respect. You are clearly setting some lines of this is how my property works. This is how my daily loads work. This is this is what I'm in control of. This is what you're in control of. And it might be hard at first, but in the end, it does create respect. Yeah, and I'm also not saying like it's, you know, don't ever ask for help because that crosses a boundary line, you know, as a kid to an adult, you know, that doesn't cross a boundary line. Like if you need help with something, don't be afraid to ask. But at the same time, you kind of got to manage, like you said, manage your load. Don't go ask for help, you know, for things that you can afford, but you don't want to pay for because they're not cool, you know, whatever. Right. The ba- the book boundaries explains boundaries as a gate that you know when to properly open and when to properly close. It's supposed to keep good things in and let good things in, but also keep bad things out. Be able to be shut so bad things can't just come in whenever they want. Yes. My boundary gate is 12 feet high. You do the opposite. That's what I was saying earlier. Cast iron, wrought iron gate. And it's impenetrable. And some people do have boundary issues in that way where they don't just have their doors open and let everything in. Yeah, the opposite. They have it closed and they don't let anything good in. They They are protecting so hard that they've built up so many walls that no good things are coming in. No good things are flowing in because you're just closed off all the time. Yeah, I'm starting to creak open a little bit. 
starting to let a let some good things in. Yep. You know, just <laughs> we're just working on it here and there. Yep. So why are boundaries important? Boundaries guard our treasures. They help us keep the good in and the bad out, like we just said. But also the concept of boundaries comes from the very nature of God. He very clearly defines who he is and who he is not, what his limits are, what he allows in his yard. He confronts sin and allows consequences for behavior. He guards his house and will not allow evil things in. He allows and invites people in who love him. The gates of his boundaries open and close appropriately. That's what we're modeling. That's what we're trying to model. That's what we're working on modeling. We're very, not new. It's very hard to model these boundaries. It is. It takes a lot of intentionality and work. Yep. Intentional. Marriage on purpose. So for marriage to work... The spouse needs to loosen their ties with their family of origin (gasps) and forge new ones with the new family. And there should be clear boundaries. Marriages have problems when one spouse fails to set clear boundaries and the other spouse and children get the leftovers. Oh, mic drop. Other spouse and children get the leftovers just remember that when you're choosing your family over you know like sorry your your extended family right birthday parties and all that stuff and doing all the family holidays but not really establishing anything with your family what did you say your spouse and children get the leftovers it ties in a lot of what we talked about last week you can see how both of these topics go with creating a family unit we talked about that last week, leaving and cleaving. Cleave. Cleave as in attaching. Attaching to oh, your new family and leaving your old family. But a yes. lot of times our, our bad boundaries, <laughs> the boundaries that we don't set the well. Lack of, the lack of boundaries. The lack of boundaries don't allow us to do that. They don't allow us to leave our old family. Hard stuff, kids. It's real life out there. Yep. So... How can we set boundaries practically? What, is, what does that look like? One what are easy the ways way we set them? Is distance. That's a physical boundary that you don't even have to try to set. Sometimes you get moved for a job and you're. Yeah. You might not even wanted that boundary. You might not yeah. even wanted to have distance, but now you have this boundary between you and your family. It could be helpful or it could be hurtful, you know? Yeah. However you choose it. One I have written down is actually time, which ties oh. in with distance. Sure. Sometimes you do need to intentionally take time away to regain the ownership of your boundaries. Yeah, put some distance between. Yeah, yeah. okay. Like adult children who have never emotionally or spiritually separated from their parents often do need time away to figure out how to set these new boundaries. They need some time to build boundaries against this kind of old habit this old habitual way of doing things and creating new ways of relating to their parents. And this will probably feel alienating to the parents at first, but long-term it does improve the relationship. It does create respect. It's hard at first, but it is good for your relationship long-term. Sometimes you do need some distance and time to regain and reset boundaries because you are just stuck in those habitual ways of doing things and relating to your parents as a parent the second one is our words words what's a 
What is the easiest word to set a boundary with, Kristen? No. No. How about no? <laughs> the like most that. basic boundary setting word. Yes, like on Austin Powers when Dr. Evil comes up and he says, how about no? I've never seen that. Yeah, you're not missing anything. I, it's yeah. so stupid. It sounds very obnoxious. Yeah. But yes, no is a word. No is a sentence. Wow. People with poor boundaries, <clears throat> me, struggle <laughs> saying glad, no. I'm glad I'm not the only pressure. one. I'm not the only person over here who's. We struggle with boundaries in the opposite way. So that's fun. I love saying no. <laughs> They're like, do you want to do anything? fun and i'm like no (laughs) keeps the gates closed lets nothing in protects i keep the gates open wide and i'm like everybody come on in and i'm like defending my castle (laughs) with my life and you're over there just letting everyone invade and i'm like what are you doing but neither of us are in the right people with poor boundaries struggle to say no under pressure it's true like me we feel that if we say no we are endangering our relationship with that person so Mm. we passively comply but inwardly resent because you don't want the conflict the hard conversation is that like a a fear it's a fear of like hurting the relationship oh like we we feel as if saying no will make our relationship take a step backwards that totally makes sense and we don't want that. We want a good relationship with everyone. So yeah. Most times your best relationships are when you just agree on everything and you're just best friends, you know? But here's a quote from the book. Oh, gosh. If you cannot say no to this pressure, you have lost control of your property and you are not enjoying the fruit of self-control. You've lost control of your property. Your words let people know where you stand and give them a sense of the rules of your yard lost oh. control of your property yikes that's not a hard way enjoying to, the fruit of self-control that's a hard way to think about it like i said in the beginning setting boundaries really does expand your freedom because you're not letting people in to control your responsibilities the things you have ownership of you're letting others take ownership of your things so you do kind of lose some freedom and there really is freedom in this in this self-control of being able to say no when do i let things in when do i cut things out that's why this kind of daily load and burden thing just really helps direct when to open the gates and when to close them there's a time to open the gate and there's also a time to close it so there will last practical thing that i have about how to set boundaries and it's kind of an obvious one but talk with your spouse involve your spouse in this boundary talk there's so many cases where one person just kind of decides things quickly without uh communicating with their spouse yeah don't decide to go on a family vacation with your family before asking your spouse about it yeah you probably shouldn't do that because What if they have something going on for work? Or what if they just don't want to do that? All of those things, it affects your spouse. Yeah. Those things affect your spouse. Um, If you decide to live with your family because of finances, or if you decide to go on a vacation with your family, or whatever you're setting up with your family, it all affects your spouse. They're a part of your family now. So what you do does affect them. So it's really important to make sure you communicate and can agree on when to open the gates and when to close the gates yeah i was just thinking about how i could reverse that me holding the gate shut 
and someone's trying to like invite us on vacation and i'm like i'm not even gonna tell Kristen. oh my god <laughs> like if i didn't include you in that i would just say no we're busy and then not even tell you you could be ticked you'd be like what are you doing yeah we need a vacation yeah i might Come like on. really want to do that let's do and that you're like nope boundaries are closed sorry buddy. honey gates closed not happening jerk move <laughs> also jerk move when you say hey honey guess what um my parents invited us on a vacation and we're going yeah i would be like say what what did you say to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean this happens a lot but i think it really does just boil down to confusion over what is your property line what is in your control and where do you end and where does someone else begin because we often do just like let people in and like control all of our things without even like agreeing to it yeah it happens like if you let someone in like we talk about invaders or people coming into your boundary unwarranted but you let them in there you said yes when you mm -hmm. didn't really want to and then like that is like your boundary right there you have an issue with saying yes i have an issue with saying no so if you let people come into your yard and i live next door like our individual boundaries and you're like yeah go ahead and go knock on jaren's door actually don't even go knock just well, go into letting, his yard by and letting them into my boundary i'm also letting them into yours you though, are because yeah. we do share boundaries. that's what i'm trying to say like we have one boundary as a marriage right but we have separate boundaries as individuals and if your boundaries you let people come in or my boundaries i don't let anyone come in you might feel like depressed and lonely all the time because mm -hmm. like people are trying to hang out with us and i'm just turning them away without even telling you right or you know the opposite people are inviting us on inviting you on vacation and i'm over here having to go on all these vacations now yeah that i don't want to go on you know mm -hmm. So it is kind of important to think about it that way. I think there are so many different examples sure. of where, when do we set boundaries? What does that look like practically? Um, we could really go off in a lot of different directions. I would love to be able to just like hear people's examples and be able to reply to these different situations individually. Like that would be awesome, but we can't do that. Right. So it's hard to give this kind of broad answer of how do you set boundaries with your in-laws because clearly like with what we've talked about it is going to look different from situation to situation there are times to open the gates and let people in and there are times to close them and protect what's inside so i think to sum it up in a way that can universally fit each situation i would ask yourself these two questions. Number one, am I still taking ownership for my things by maybe allowing family nights with extended family happening once a week or allowing yourself to go on that extended family vacation or whatever it is where the spouse wants you to set the boundary or you're questioning if you should set a boundary. Ask yourself that. If I do this, am I still taking ownership for my things, my daily load? Can I do this thing or can I be involved with my family in this way while still taking ownership of my daily things? And um, the second question is, does my spouse still feel like they're my first priority? And that goes back to last week's episode. Your spouse should feel like they're your top priority, that they are first in your life, that they aren't under your family. And if you can answer yes to those two things, then maybe a boundary doesn't need to be set. But if you can't answer yes to both of those two things, 
maybe that is an area where a boundary does need set. Yeah, that's a very good point. I hope you guys all can digest some of this boundary stuff. It's a lot. I mean, when we were reading that boundaries book a while ago, I could not. I mean, we had to go chapter at a time, like one chapter a week and talk about it every mm-hmm. night. It was it was intense. So grab that boundaries book. Highly and, recommend it. And read that thing and digest it. Don't blaze through it because mm-hmm. it's super, it's, it's kind of game changing. It really you, is. It changes your life. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please give us a rating and review on Apple. That would be so, so helpful. And we would just really appreciate it. And as always, we need to end with a listener question. But first, I just want to remind you, next week is the final part of our Becoming a Family Unit mini-series. It will be part three, and we're going to be talking about priorities and how to get your priorities to line up, how to be on the same wavelength with your priorities. How do we do that? So, excited for that one. Babe, do you want to end us with our question? Yeah, I like how you cliffhangered everyone. You were like, we're going to end on a listener question. But that was pretty cool. You <laughs> threw, threw me off. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. So oh, listener question. How do you agree on finances slash spending? Mm. Mm. Great oh, question. We'll be talking about that one this week. Thank and you, listener. We'll share our thoughts at the beginning of next week's episode. Yep. We will see you then. See you next week.